It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. morning happy tuesday to you gotta remember all day that it's tuesday not monday the day after christmas aka the day you're gonna try to go use all those gift cards well we'll talk about gift cards this morning that's one of the topics that i want to discuss because of some of the stories that have been out there regarding them Uh, but one thing that i want to kind of cover right off the bat here this morning i want to pick up on something we were discussing on friday Thanks to the caller who called in to let us know that folks in the west end of New Bedford had received a letter from Eversource uh, about an impending power outage, an impending uh, work that was going to be happening that would uh, require them to turn off the electricity. And the original letter that was sent out in the mail to residents of the area where this uh, outage was going to be happening were told that their Power was going to be out from 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday, January 9th to 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, January 14th, which we're talking about, you know, five days without electricity in the middle of January. Now, granted, this week, maybe that wouldn't be too bad of a thing because we're looking at temperatures around 50 degrees all week. But you know how it goes in January in New England. It could take a sharp turn any day now, and you could be dealing with, you know, 25-degree weather. And so people were rightly concerned that they were going to have no electricity for five days that could maybe turn their heat off. And uh, as you know, you really legally can't turn someone's heat off in the winter. So what's this all about? What's going on? Another caller called in and said that he had spoken to Eversource and that they had said that the letter was a typo. Now, not that I didn't trust that caller when they called in, but... We have a rule in journalism, trust but verify. So I reached out to Eversource to try to find out some more information. Uh, I didn't hear back right away, which, you know, not surprising. It was whatever, 6.30 in the morning when I sent the email. Got to wait for people to get into work and and check their emails. But I also brought it up to when we had City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Shane Burgo on Friday morning. I brought it up to them and and they didn't know either. So when the show ended, uh, I was... In contact with Eversource, Council President Morad was in contact with with her person at Eversource, and we were able to get some some more information for you about this. So, in case you hadn't seen the story at wbsm.com or on the WBSM app, this is actually going to be happening on Tuesday, January 9th, not until the fourteenth. The until the fourteenth part was the typo, so it's only going to be happening January 9th, and. According to William Hinkle, who is a spokesperson for Eversource, there will be a temporary outage scheduled for three hours between the hours of 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. So sometime in that window on January 9th, 
the customers in the affected area will be without power for about three hours. They're going to try to get it turned on faster than that, but they have to turn the electricity off in order for some of this work to be done for the safety of the workers. So you want to just kind of plan around that. If you can be out of the house that day, if you can be somewhere where there is electricity and heat and anything else you may need, uh, if you can have things charged up and ready to go and ready to be on battery backup, then you should be okay. It's only, it's only a matter of three hours, probably less. It still is a little odd that they're doing the work at this time. I'm, I'm wondering exactly what the nature is of the work. The letter that was sent out doesn't really explain it very much. But if you got a letter warning you you were going to be without electricity for five days, Eversource says, don't worry. There are letters that are on their way out to you that will actually correct the typo and give you the correct information. But that's, that's the correct information is supply, supplied to us by Eversource. It'll be on January 9th for a period of about three hours, sometime between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Still an inconvenience, but not nearly as bad as losing your power for five days in the middle of January. Which, you know, to most people, the caller who called in originally, too, included, didn't sound right that they would shut you down for five days in the middle of winter. But that's a, that's a pretty major typo. That's a pretty major mistake. And there are a lot of people who are going to get that letter and start making contingency plans without seeing the second letter. So I'm hoping that, you know, we got to people before they started making, you know, hotel reservations for a week, before they started making plans to, to go stay with someone else for a week because they were concerned that they wouldn't have electricity. Now, one thing I can recommend, if you don't have one of these already, and I'm sure a lot of folks out there, you probably are used to dealing with brief blackouts, brief brownouts where, you know, your power flickers, but it resets everything. Or sometimes you live in an area where you're prone to have blackouts. You know, living for a number of years on Glen Charlie Road in, in, in East Wareham with the S-curves going around the cranberry bogs and all that, we were forever having car crashes where people were crashing into electricity, you know, electrical poles and would knock out our electricity. You'd wake up in the morning. There'd be no power. You'd look on the Eversource map on your outage map on your phone and you would realize, oh, it's, it's just our street. And undoubtedly, it's because somebody smashed into the pole. Thankfully, most of the time people were okay because, you know, you couldn't go too fast around those poles, but it would still knock out the electricity and it happens more than it should. Some people live in areas that are prone to high winds or where the trees aren't trimmed back enough. That was actually a big problem in our neighborhood for a number of years is that the trees were all overgrown over the electrical wires and that was a problem. Until finally, Eversource came up and, and cleaned those all. And it was amazing how much they had to trim back. But anyway, what I would recommend if you don't have one already is go down to Best Buy or Staples or I'm sure even Walmart and, and maybe even Target carry them. But get yourself a, a battery backup 
that you can plug multiple things into. They have some, I mean, I have an old one that's not top of the line, but they have some now that are very advanced. They can give you, you know, hours and hours and hours of electricity for a number of items. You just plug it into the wall like a power strip, and then you plug all these items into it. And then when the power goes out, depending on how many things you have plugged in and how much you're using them, you know, you, you can have hours of electricity, continued electricity. So in mine, I have a couple of computers that I have plugged into it. Not, not all of them are, are operating all the time, but I have those plugged into it. I have a few other things that are of importance, but one of the things that I have plugged into it is my modem for my router, for my internet at my house. So that if the power goes out, I still have internet so long as Comcast still has power. You know, as long as they're still pushing out the internet. I mean, obviously, if you're dealing with a, a hurricane or something and they lose power, that's not going to help me any. But if the power is out in my home, if the power is out on my street, in my neighborhood, that'll keep me having the internet, which is important because I don't have a home phone. And cell phone service is notoriously unreliable in bad weather. So you need that Wi-Fi to be able to make a call. And so that's kind of what I've done to protect myself against seeing that. Now, I, I used to do a radio show from my house uh, that was on the Internet. And I had frequent power outages during the time that I was doing that show. It was, you know, midnight to 4 a.m. when I first started. And so I kind of built this system so that if I lost power, I would have enough time to at least say to the folks on the air, hey, I just lost power. I'm probably going to lose my connection. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow night. You know, whatever I was going to say. And the first time that it happened after I installed that system, I was able to complete the show. So I was able to get a couple of hours out of the broadcast running multiple computers and the modem and all that kind of stuff out of it, the router out, out of it. So those can be really, and, and again, the system that I have, the, the uh, battery backup that I bought is like from the early 2000s. I bought it at a, one of those like uh, antique secondhand stores. So if you went out and bought a brand new one that has some serious juice in it, you know, you could, you could really get some life out of that. I mean, think about this, too. If you don't have a portable battery for your phone, that's a good idea, too. You can get those for around 20 bucks. And the ones that you get for 20 bucks or 20 to $30, you can get ones that will keep your phones charged for days. It's worth the investment. And unlike some of the ones they used to have back in the old days where, you know, they would lose a charge sitting around, the ones that I've bought recently, I find that they keep charge for months and they're ready to go when I need them. So these are just some suggestions I would make, especially as we're heading into the stormy months. Another thing to keep in mind, too, is if you remember a few weeks ago, my car was dead 
went out the went outside to to come to work. Went to start the car. The car was dead because I'd left the interior light on all night, and I had to Uber my way into work. Uber home. Called Geico to get a jump because I didn't have a battery pack or no, and nobody was around to jump me. So they now have, in addition to, you know, those big jump cable, jumper cable box things that, are, you know, cost 150 bucks that are kind of big. And then you got to keep plugged in and, you know, that are a little bit of a pain to keep around. They have replaced those. I mean, for certain vehicles, that's still what you're going to need. If you've got a big SUV, this plan isn't going to work. But for, you know, regular sedans and smaller cars, they have... basically what looks like a cell phone battery charger that will jump your car. It has little clamps on to connect onto the battery. They cost about 60 to 80 bucks. Now you're not going to get 20 jumps out of it before you have to charge it like you can with one of those bigger ones. You're going to get one jump out of it, but it's ready to go if you need it. And it's worth having it, charging it up, keeping it in your glove box. So you, you can mitigate some of the issues you can run into with electricity. I was just thinking about this over the weekend as I was thinking about how people are going to be without their power. I was like, well, what, what do I, what steps have I taken in those instances? Because you forget after a while that you have these things in place. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got that battery backup. And you know what? Someday I'm probably going to upgrade that or maybe even put a second one in the house with some more important things plugged into it. I mean, it's not going to run your refrigerator, but it can keep you going in an emergency. So keep those things in mind, especially if you are in the neighborhoods that got one of those letters, which again, seems to be folks in the West End as of right now. I haven't heard from anybody else that got them from other areas, but just wanted to uh, give you that little PSA to help you through it if you're one of those folks. 508-996-0500. How, how was your Christmas? Was it good? Mine was. Nice. I had spent Christmas Eve with my son. Christmas Day in my parents' house. And just nice and relaxed and everything was smooth. That's all I really can ask for at Christmas time. All I can ask for is to get through without anybody arguing without anybody having problems with each other. You know, that's peace on earth, right? Or at least peace at home for a couple of days. Uh, but now we are headed into, you know, the holiday week, the week where it's going to be a little bit more relaxed for a lot of folks. Many people don't have to go to work this week, no school this week. Uh, but if you are heading out onto the roads this morning, be aware that there is a bit of a black ice warning. When I left the house, it was over 40 degrees, but still be careful. And it's really, really foggy out there. Like I was right up on the highway, uh, right up on the uh, exit sign on the highway before I could actually see it. So just be really careful out there, at least until the sun comes up. And hopefully if you are someone driving to Rhode Island, the bridge won't be nearly as bad without the uh, school and, and some of the work traffic. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We will do that and be back in just a few moments. 
Welcome back. And, you know, back in the 90s when Oasis was hugely popular, I, I didn't like them. I was like, nah, they're too much for me. The fact that they were so full of themselves and comparing themselves to the Beatles and all that stuff, I was like, yeah, you know, screw these guys. But then over the years, I started to realize just how, how good they were. And I was watching a documentary over the weekend about uh, Hypnosis, which was the company that designed a lot of the um, the album covers of the 70s and the 80s, you know, like those famous Pink Floyd covers, the Led Zeppelin covers. It's a great documentary if you have Netflix. Uh, but it was, you know, talking about, they had um, uh, Noel Gallagher, and he was talking about like how influential those album covers were. And he was saying, you know, he was talking to his daughter and talking to her about he was in a meeting to talk about the album art for his new album. And she's like, what do you mean album art? And he's like, y you know, like the cover of the album. She's like, no, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you mean. He goes, you know, on iTunes, that little, that little box with the picture that's next to it. And she goes, oh my God, they have meetings over that. But it really is a lost art. Like some of the album covers that I remember seeing growing up, a lot of my dad's albums from the seventies and then stuff that came out in the eighties, even you know, there was, it was artwork. I'd, I'd hang that up on my wall. So it's, it is a lost art. And when you check out the documentary, you can see kind of how they made some of those in a time before they had Photoshop. So they're, they're going out, filming these things, shooting these things, actually getting these photographs that they need and then cutting them up and designing them in the way that they need them and coloring them in certain ways. It was, it's amazing. The, the work that they did, something that you and I can just do now, like on our cell phones using Canva. These guys invented it. So it's worth checking out, especially if you, you know, remember some of those album covers and you wonder how they put some of them together. They give you some of the behind the scenes stories on them, including the, uh, the great story about the, uh, the Pink Floyd cover with the pig behind the power station where people think that that's actually the stage shot. It's not. The stage shot didn't work out. You got to hear that whole story. Anyway, we can talk more about that, plus whatever else you want to discuss at 508-996-0500. But first, we're going to go into the newsroom. We've got Adam Bass in this week, and he's going to give you all the headlines of the day uh, right now from the newsroom. Kremlin critic Alexei Nalvani is apparently alive and well at a remote prison in Siberia. Mark Mayfield has more. In a post on X, a spokesperson for Navalny said his lawyer visited the jailed activist on Monday, two weeks after they lost contact with him. Navalny's disappearance sparked fears for his safety, coming just days after Russian President Vladimir Putin formally announced that he would run for re-election in 2024. Navalny is serving a nearly 20-year prison sentence after being convicted of extremist activities. I'm Mark Mayfield. With the war raging between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas in Gaza, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu paid a visit to IDF troops in northern Gaza on Monday. His visit came a day after an estimated 70 people were said to have been killed in an Israeli airstrike air in the central part of the area. At the same time, the Israeli military said 15 of its troops lost their lives over the weekend. There were protests to the Israeli actions in Gaza, specifically in New York. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters demonstrated on Christmas Day. Some arrested were in Midtown, with a gathering kicking off at the News Corporation building on 6th Avenue. Protest organizers also called for action online as Christmas services in Bethlehem, which is part of the West Bank, were suspended due to the war. 
California's Secretary of State is responding to the lieutenant governor's request to block Donald Trump from appearing on the state's ballot. In a letter to Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kulakis, Secretary of State Shirley Weber reaffirmed her commitment to assess the options and follow the rule of law. Weber ensured that any action taken regarding any candidate's inclusion or omission from the ballot will abide by the laws of the California and of the Constitution. This comes just days after the Colorado Supreme Court voted 4-3 to three to remove Trump from the primary ballot due to his actions in the January 6th insurrection. Meanwhile, a decision is expected this week on whether he will appear on the main primary ballot. Three complaints have been filed against Trump's eligibility to appear before the ballot for the March 5th primary. Two of the complaints are related to January 6th, and one of them is not known. Maine law allows registered voters to challenge the ballot access of a candidate by filing a petition with the Secretary of State. And Christmas may be over, but it still may have taken a toll on your mental health. Experts say it often comes after placing expectations on yourself to do everything, leading to many to feel overwhelmed. According to the American Psychological Association, nearly 90% of people surveyed said they felt stressed out during the holidays. In sports, the Boston Bruins are flying up to Buffalo for a game against the Sabres tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We do have a dense fog advisory limiting the visibility considerably, triggering hazardous driving conditions out there. Give yourself extra time. And if you are planning to head on the road, be sure to leave enough room ahead of you, uh, ahead of the car um, in front of you. The temperatures for this afternoon and the low 50s, fog should be burning off cloudy and 40 tonight and rain moves in tomorrow afternoon. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast with Ceci del Carmen. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 38 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. song is called no rain and no rain is true for today however there is a lot of fog so be careful with that there is a heavy fog advisory until 10 a.m and i I can tell you i drove in it this morning it is heavy fog so be aware of that you know if you don't have to leave the house there's no need to you can you can wait wait till it burns off a little bit wait till the sun comes up wait until it's uh not nearly as bad 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you? You don't don't sound too well. No. This is my fourth round with COVID. Ooh. It has ruined my entire holiday, and it only got worse. I just want everybody to know 
it is out there and to be very careful. Now, Christmas Eve, I usually go to my daughter's house. My mm-hmm. son shows up with his family. Everybody goes there. I had a call her and say, I can't come. I'm very sick. So I waited a while. I checked because I got, I got that COVID testing boxes that they send you. I checked it. I knew because now it, it was my fourth time around. So I checked it. I said, it has to be that. What else could it be? And sure enough, it was positive. So I called my daughter. She says, yep, make sure, wait four hours and check it again, Ma. Sometimes it's, you know, it's incorrect. But I did it again, and it's there. It was the worst. I had the first round, the second round, the third. This is my fourth time, and the fourth time is even worse than the first time. When When the COVID first showed up, the very first time that it came around, I took the two Pfizer vaccines, and I was totally against vaccines. Totally. I'd never even had a flu shot ever, and I never had the flu. But my doctors scared me so bad. The news reports were scaring me, so I went and did it. I got sick from the shots. My legs would get numb. I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and rub my legs. I couldn't feel anything. It weakened my whole immune system. So I said I will never do it again. And so then Christmas Eve, when I called my daughter, she goes, well, uh, if you can't come naturally, you, you need to stay home. I, I said, yes, I will. Then I called my sister because we always call each other because the whole family goes on her side goes there too. She has only one grandchild that uh, I think is two years old now. And she says, well, our, our Christmas is ruined too. She goes, the, the baby has it and uh, she's got it bad. So her temperature went to like 104, which was exactly how mine went up. It went to 104. Isn't that crazy? So then when her parents finally rushed her to urgent care, while they were there waiting to get the kid in there, they started feeling very ill. So all three of them have it now. Then my daughter calls me the same uh, on Christmas Eve and says, well, guess what? She was my husband's sister, sister-in-law who lives in Taunton, and she's got it over there. So her family's coming down. I just want everybody to know... <laughs> Whether you believe in masks or not, I, I didn't want to be completely exposed without one. So I've always worn it all the time. But I live in a building where there's over 310 people. It's very rare to get into an elevator with more than, you know, there's two or three people in there at any one time. If you go down to the common areas, like to go check your mailbox, there's people there. We have uh, a package room. Where you go in there, and there's always three or four people looking at packages, and you have to touch them because they're not lined up in a way that you can see the name on the label. So you got to turn the box around. You got to. I wear the disposable gloves. I wear my mask, and I've been laughed at. Uh, there's people here that don't seem to care at all. They walk around with no mask, and if y'all wearing one, they'll make fun of you. And I just walk past that. I don't bother with that. It's just I want everybody to know that it's out there. It's out there. If there's any way you can protect yourself, do it, even if they laugh at you. Whether it works or not, no matter what, wear it. Because the first time with COVID, they gave me Paxlovid because I was I couldn't breathe. I was so sick. The worst ever. I mean, at my age, I have to be careful. That Paxlovid made me sick. It made my diabetes, my glucose readings, went over 300. And wow. I called the doctor. He says, well, you've already started taking it. Continue with the course. 
And even after I, it was all finished, my sugar stayed elevated for over eight days, and that's without food. He said, if you're so worried about it, don't eat nothing, and it'll try to come down. It didn't come down. I thank you for all the time. I know you're going to hang up. Please, I just want everybody to know, don't think it's not here. It's there. It's all around. It's everywhere. And everybody's getting it. I know a lot of people that had it over Christmas. A lot of people posting on, on social media that they, you know, they had to bow out of Christmas festivities because they had tested positive and, and everybody in the house was sick. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely going around. I, I think the, uh, the urgent care uh, places are full of people. I haven't spoken to my nephew yet to find out how they're doing and how their little girl is doing. And I worry about her. Well, I worry about that kid. Well, the, the I mean, the good thing is at least now we have a, enough of a handle on it that, you know, they, they can treat people a lot better than they could, you know, three years ago with it. So that's that's one good thing to, to keep in mind. One one positive. Yeah. And, okay. and speaking, speaking of positives, Mary, you know, first of yeah. all, I, I hope that you feel better soon. But also um, someone did bring you a gift. So I'm going to hold on to that. And when you are up to it, just let me know. And uh, and I'll make sure that somebody's here to, to let you in when you when you come to get it. Oh. Thank you very much. All right. Feel better soon and, and, and keep us up to date. Thank you. I will. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And uh, 508-996-0500. Let's take another call here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I just wanted to say I'm glad that you had a, a great uh, Christmas Eve and a great Christmas. That's very positive. I wanted to thank you for doing an outstanding, outstanding job at getting to the bottom of this uh, electric uh, tobacco. Uh, you worked hard. You got an answer for the people. And again, that service is invaluable to the to the listening audience. And I want to thank you for that. Hey, no problem. That's what we do here. And and I want to say I hope Mary gets better. But I also heard Mary say that she's taken shots. And I also heard Mary say that she wears a mask. And so myself personally, I have taken no shots. I was diagnosed with asthma at about eight years old. So I would have what they would term as an underlying health condition. And I use that in quotations. Uh, that lady took all the protocols that she could and she's deathly ill. So might I suggest people try the opposite because she's taking shots, she's wearing a mask, and she's deathly ill. Maybe the opposite because I didn't take any shots. I don't wear a mask. Yeah, but My that's, daughter that's, just got over. Hold, hold, hold on. That's, that's, yes. that's, that's just what you're talking about is just circumstantial evidence. Because because it didn't happen to you doesn't mean that everybody that took the show or because it happened to Mary and she did get a vaccine doesn't mean that it plays out for everybody. You're taking circumstantial no, you're taking circumstantial stories and trying to make a blanket statement for everybody on it. That that's I'm, that's not true. No, it's it's not necessarily a blanket statement. But what it is is my daughter is also in the medical field. She's also been shot and boosted, and she also wears masks. And she also caught the COVID again. I'm not making a blank statement. I'm just saying Mary, who wears a mask and takes shots, is sick as a dog. My daughter wears a mask, takes shots. She's sick as a dog. I personally have an underlying health condition, didn't take any shots, 
no mask, no sickness. Okay. Well, hey, I took the vaccine. I wore a mask. I have underlying health conditions, and I haven't yep. had COVID. So there you go. I cancel out your story. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. But, but again, you're not telling people to go get shots, and you're not telling people to mask up. She did. I would absolutely tell people to go get vaccines and to wear a mask. Really? Yes, absolutely. If it makes if, wow. if if you want to protect yourself from a variety of things, wear a mask. If you are somebody who has uh, you know bronchitis, wear a mask. So what we so let me what we've so learned is that there's a, there's a lot of things out there that you can prevent yourself from getting by wearing that mask. Well, can I let me ask you this, Tim? My understanding is that doctors wear that in surgical procedures because they don't want any of their saliva getting into the wound. Or any, any they don't want anything. I mean, if you just, you know, you could right. have halitosis and you don't want that to, to get out, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, I just hope she gets better. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody stays away from the COVID. Yeah, that's the important thing. It's just if you if you know that you have it or you think you might have it, Stay away from other people, and if you think that you know somebody that might have it, keep your distance from them. That's that's the easiest way to avoid getting it is to just avoid being around it. Yeah, as best you can, and you know it's this time of the year. It's tough. Yeah, people, I mean, like I said, a lot of people have it, so, you know, hopefully people are being honest about it, and if they're feeling like they might have some of the symptoms of it, they're saying to themselves, you know what, I think it's better if I don't go to this party. I think it's better if I stay home. Even if I, even if you don't take a test and you're not 100% sure, keep your distance. And you know what? Even if it's not COVID, if it's the flu, if it's anything else, just right. stay away from stay other people. Home. Don't make them sick. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, no, 100%. Stay home. If you're not feeling well, stay home. That's the key right there. Better than anything. But All right. Again, Tim, just, just again, Tim, like I said, I wanted to give you kudos for an absolute uh, great job for digging into that issue, and I want to thank you again. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. Have a great day now. Thank you. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Welcome back in. And you don't have to take advice from fools when it comes to fixing up your home. You can call the experts. You can call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford because they will tell you exactly what needs to get done. If you are having some leaks in your roof, if you're seeing some fading shingles, some separation of your roof, whatever it may be, missing shingles, they can come down and they can take a look at your roof and they can tell you exactly what you need. I know you're thinking precision window and kitchen. You're thinking windows. You're thinking kitchens. You know that they do bathroom remodels too. They can do all of that. They can replace your windows. They can replace even a single pane of glass of your windows if that's what you need. They can get your screens repaired now when it's the slow time for that and get them ready for the spring. They can do all of that. They can refurbish your kitchen. They can remodel your bathroom, whatever it may be. 
but they also do roofs. And this time of year, that's the thing you've got to be concerned about the most, making sure that your roof is ready to go for all that wet winter weather that's eventually coming our way. Those ice dams that form on your roof, you want to make sure that you can get all of that to be as worry-free and as stress-free as possible. And the way to do that is to make sure that your roof is okay. Call Precision Window and Kitchen. They will come out. They'll take a look. They will go up there. They will give you a free, no-obligation estimate and let you know exactly what you need to do. If you can wait another season or two, they'll let you know that too. But if work needs to get done, they'll tell you exactly what it is, what to expect. And the important part is they will get it done quickly and in time before all of that bad weather comes in. We have another rainstorm coming later on this week. Thankfully, it's only rain. But just imagine if your roof isn't up to par and all this rain that we've been having is causing significant damage to your home. You can stop that right now. Nip it in the bud by calling Precision Window and Kitchen. You can also stop by and see them at 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford and talk to them there. They can show you the materials they use. Or you can also go online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Sign up. They will come out and give you that free, no obligation estimate. Precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, let's uh, take a call here before we got to take our next break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. How are you doing, Lamone? Good morning, fella. How was your holiday? It was very good. How was yours? I've had far better, but I've had way worse. So well, you I'm can ask Yeah. At least it's Boxer Day, you know, so that's a good thing. Well, you remember the one on Boxer? So, uh, so the, um, I was going to tell you, like, for instance, you know, my daughter, uh, she works for the CDC. Mm-hmm. And I told you guys way back, uh, the, back in September 2019 about the COVID coming. That was September, okay, back before it hit, hit us in, what, uh, March? Okay, so and so my daughter, she only took one shot and a booster, and she's been working for them for years. She hasn't taken anything else. Says, Dad, don't take those shots, Dad. Don't take them. And she's sitting some some uh, medication, some, uh, like, lozenges stuff to, to, to suck on. It made me feel really good. It, it, it had more than echinacea in it, so, you know, that's, so it might have been echinacea. But like I said, that was really, really good. So you think about that stuff. She's working for the CDC, so she knows what's going on in and out of the, out of the shots and whatnot. And and that's why she doesn't take them either. Now, mind she's working from going, she's going across the country dealing with it. And so um, uh, also, like remember I told you before, like Hank, Hank Aaron, he was perfectly healthy. And he took a shot, and eight days later, he was dead. Again, though, these are just anecdotal stories. There's millions of people who have taken it that have had no problems. No, I'm just saying that was that's actually what happened. You know, that's no lie. And like I said, my daughter, I think my daughter would know better than a lot of the majority of the, of the crowds out there. But she she was on it in September before he got even talked about it in our country. That's one thing. So, um, all right, now you remember us talking about the moon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've got I've got a, a, this lady. I took a picture from Arizona on the 19th of the, of the 16th of uh, December. And you can see a big, like, brown, like, 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 let's say, like, maybe asteroid, but I'm not going to say something sitting there uh, below the moon. And I got a, got a couple, a screenshot of that, that picture. You can see the moon clearly, and you can see the, the, the big moon, it was like, big, something that was, something that's not there. So I'm thinking, could that possibly be the thing that's going to make it disappear? I don't know. I can't speak up on that. I haven't did my meditation upon it yet. But like I said, remember, like I said, the, by the 1st of March, millions and millions of people are going to see the moon disappear. We're, we're, we're keeping an eye on it. Lamone Sardamas. 
and don't forget. And, and, and when it comes through, I'd like to, at least once a week, hope he held on through the break. You know, <laughs> you know. Hey, <laughs> everybody gets, you get, you get three minutes. You get three minutes. Five dollars a bop, right? Like, the pay cost me five dollars a car, you no, to Speak, do that, speaking of which, I, I got to hold you there because I got to take a, a final break for the hour. One thing, can Connecticut hear your station? No, no, not. I mean, anybody can hear us anywhere on the app, but no, our our, our signal doesn't reach that far. No, it, that doesn't seem that far. Are you that far from Connecticut? Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably about a. It's about an hour's drive at least to get to the Connecticut border. Oh, that that's not, okay. I was thinking like because if possible, I've got a friend that's after visiting her son. And uh, and she's she's a nice lady. And I was going to well, tell her to listen. Just tell her, and, tell her know, to listen on the app. That's that's the way to get it anywhere. I'm trying As to you get know. you a girlfriend, fella. I'm trying to get she's nice. She's good. <laughs> right. She's good people. Real but She's not like she's not like Mike Tyson's daughter. Okay, so just throwing it out there. I, so I, I, I appreciate it. All right, I got to hold you there, Lamone. You have All a good day. God bless. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye, right. everybody. Have easy. a great day. Enjoy Boxer Day. Okay, we got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this hour. When we come back in the next hour, more with you at 508-996-0500. You can also send in those app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app, which is where you can hear us anywhere in the world. Thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. Uh, also in the next hour, I want to talk a little bit about gift cards because today is a day when uh, a lot of folks are going to try to go hit up some of those after Christmas sales.